2: that long day behind you good times lie ahead with company worth keeping that i'll bash a smile in your head come on in the doors open you'll find just the finest folks here pull up a chair grab a drink and letting our stories your ear cause we're the talk 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 the tavern here you're always welcome the talk 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 the tavern promising beer and bed love to talk Welcome to the Tavern. We'll get to the topic and discussion in just a moment. Just want to let everybody know this is an adult show with adult topics, adult humor, and in other words, uh, we drink, we smoke, we swear, and we laugh at things we probably shouldn't. But we do it together. For those listening to the podcast, we record the podcast on our live stream at twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern Talk and have a live interactive chat audience. You might hear the sound of the bell, and that means I want to interrupt somebody to read a question or comment. For those on the live stream, we won't read off everything you put in chat, but we'll try to get to the most relevant or the most amusing, but hopefully some combination of the both. Now, while we introduce ourselves, go ahead and let us know what your vices are tonight. Okay, and I'll introduce myself first. I am Travis Simard, author of Incredible Books, which had a great book launch, Silver and Smith and the Doppelganger's Gate, part of the Silver and Smith Chronicles. That just came out July 1st, and uh, I really encourage everybody to check it out. I feel like it was a turning point in my writing, and I had fun with it, and I've got some great feedback from readers. So check that out. My vices is tonight, I have a CAO, Amazonia Brasilia, So big fat stogie is what that boils down to. And I am drinking 10 cup rye tonight, which is a 90 proof rye mountain whiskey. So, and it comes with this really cool little cup right on top. I haven't used it, but it's there. Um, Now. We have a first-time co-host here on The Tavern that we're going to pressure into doing the next introduction for herself. Crystal Wood, would you tell them a little bit about yourself and your vices, please? Yes, you would.
1: Pressure. I am Crystal Wood. I'm an author and a YouTuber. You can find me at Writing Happy Hour on YouTube, um, where I get my favorite authors drunk and ask them questions. Sweet. (laughs) I am smoking some red gummy bear hookah and drinking a rum and coke.
2: Red gummy bear hookah. Mm. What kind of rum, by the way?
1: Heyman, something
2: like like the alligator <laughs> or the island. Um, yes.
1: Either. <laughs> and Ed? It's pretty good. Whatever it is, it's my husband's, and it's delicious. So thanks, honey. Well done. Somewhere.
3: Ed. I'm Ed. Um, I didn't Arthur shit. Um, I'm just here to drink wine and talk and drink more wine. And tonight I'm drinking a Miomi
2: Rose. What about your YouTube channel?
3: Yeah, it's there. It ain't got no <laughs> new shit on it though. <laughs> okay. For all our
2: chatters, for those that throw their through their vices up, WordaWin win is having Tulsi... Rubius chai, and drinking it cold, cold tea. Nobody else said shit, so we will move on from that. Hey, let's do a quote. Now, we're going to do two quotes. First of all, our topic tonight is polyamory or slash alternative lifestyle. We'll it see is. what direction we go in. Cogsley's quote tonight is... This is actually a good quote. It's not the daily increase, but daily decrease... Hack away at the unessential. A quote from Bruce Lee. Yeah. Trim the fat, folks. Makes a difference in your life. Um, now, a quote from us. Uh, here's to love and enjoying life. Really. The most important thing when you're done with life. Here's to that. Here's to that. There we go. I was just waiting for everybody to raise their glass. Okay. So tonight's topic, polyamory. For anybody who doesn't know the definition of that I'll loosely define it. Everybody else can jump in and throw in their two cents expand on it, tell me I'm full of shit, whatever Polyamory is basically having a relationship, generally a romantic and or sexual relationship with more than one person at a time. Good basic definition, Amy? We good with that? Cool. Yeah. I can get okay. into that. Yeah. Um, and we all have some opinions and or experience with this so we're going to talk about this tonight. <clears throat> and I'll go ahead and start that way uh and I'm doing this more so for Crystal so Crystal can kind of get used to the tavern and the flow. Um I myself have explored polyamory and found it's just not for me. It's I'm wired monogamous. Um and I'm very comfortable with that, but I'm also very comfortable with other people. <laughs> Wordwind, that is a great question. <laughs> an ass. It has nothing to do with parrots <laughs> or crackers. Well, as for the crackers part, it depends who you're in a relationship with, because you could be in a relationship with a cracker. Mm-hmm. Do not have a sexual relationship with mm-hmm. a parrot. They explode. True story. It is whoop whoop. Anyhow. And they pinch.
3: You know this how?
2: Um I don't. Moving on. Um. Where was I? Right. <clears throat> So I I explored it. I looked into it because I've had offers in the past. And I went, hmm, nah, not, not for me. And I have seen good and bad polyamorous relationships. Now, here's what I'll say about the bad ones without going into details, which I probably will at some point in the next hour or so. The bad ones are not bad because it's polyamory. The bad ones are bad because the people are unhealthy people in the way they build a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'll get more into that soon. Ed, do you want to jump in, throw your two cents in, then we'll pass to Crystal, then we'll just mix it up and talk shit all night.
3: Yeah, I, I've seen, I, I've known friends um, that were polyamorous, and, and like you said, good ones and bad ones. Um, I've seen marriages break up because of it. And I've seen relationships go for a very, very long time. Uh, so yeah, there are good ones, bad ones. I I think some people have gone into it, not really understanding.
2: Sorry to interrupt. We have a comment that's relevant. (laughs) Jewel throws in duct tape keeps the parrots from exploding. Go on, Ed. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I never follow that. Really, I don't. a out of the parrot thing. <laughs>
3: my Polly wants a cracker, so. <laughs> Ain't
0: nothing wrong with that.
2: It's, uh, since I have known Ed, he has always enjoyed crackers. Let me just say. um. Parrot tape is even better than duct tape. <laughs> well, I don't think we need to split feathers on the ethnic background of the fowl. I think it's meant more as a broad spectrum, usable amongst all fowl, water or otherwise. Ed, you were saying you've seen good and bad? You've seen it break relationships and do what else? <laughs> Yeah, sure, like you said, good and bad. <laughs> Damn it. I should never interrupt Eddie. He stops talking.
1: Like if you're if you're in a relationship with somebody that you don't like, adding an extra person isn't going to make you like that first person.
2: <laughs> Ooh. Oh yeah. Look at that. Oh. Just 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 digging deep right away. And and that is fair. Yep. Um, uh, Go ahead, go on with that, Crystal, and then I'll. If you're I'll... if you're
1: looking into polyamory because you're bored and or just not compatible with the person that you're with, you might just want to forego that step, unless you're looking for a quick way to get rid of that extra person.
3: <laughs> yeah, I I have some friends. They um they said it was polyamory to me. I thought they were just swapping, but they were a couple got involved with another couple, and before you know it, they're divorced and with one another it's
1: it's, like they need that security blanket to (laughs) transition because they don't want to be alone when they transition good work for it That's you know let let me say
2: in chat the other day on the live stream somebody gave relationship advice who claimed to have no relationship advice and that was in a relationship communication is essential to make it a collaboration Instead of a compromise. And we always hear relationships Mm. are a compromise. And I loved that turn of phrase. Collaboration. Yeah. Yes. Go on, Ed. I,
3: I, I hate the term compromise because there's no such thing as, as a compromise. If you're compromising, then neither one of you are getting what you really wanted. Right. So it's not a true relationship. If if you're giving and taking, maybe, then one of you gets what you want and the other one might not. But hopefully next time around it will be the other way around. But compromise, then nobody's getting what they wanted.
2: Yeah. It's uh I, I think with collaboration that is just a great way to put it. And and I found it awesome because then you're working together to create something bigger instead of cutting pieces off so somebody's Compliant.
3: Everyone says negotiation.
2: Well, I, I think discussion is a better term than negotiation. See, I've had friends who True. said they were polyamorous, and my first thing whenever I've been approached with a polyamorous offer is I need to hear the same offer from your spouse or your other half. Mm. I need to have this conversation with them also, and hopefully with all three of us in the same room. Because the my
3: wife just left. says she has to approve of all my toys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like her. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Teresa's great.
2: Jules says we believe that the ground rules are set and acknowledged up front. Yes, we do not mess up other people's relationships. <laughs> Where do I mm-hmm. say? Can't just parrot platitudes. <laughs> um yeah, it it's I One of the people that had offered me, approached me, whatever you want to call this, um, I said, no, no, I'm not interested, um, even if your husband is comfortable. After saying I'd have to have this conversation with him also, and what happened next is they actually did get into a polyamorous relationship and divorced a few months later. Oh, wow. And remarried and then got upset when he cheated on her. Um, Mm. so yeah, if you are a person who has time, time, so important for polyamorous relationships. If you want to sit with one person on the couch and then go have sex and go to sleep, polyamory might be a little too much for your schedule. But if you're willing to do something with both, go out and spend time with one, go out and spend time with the other, It means you want more personal interaction. And that's great. That's fine. But yeah, it's Mm -hmm. not replacing something missing from your relationship.
3: Right.
1: And two, Mm. you can't treat that third person that comes in. That's assuming that we're talking about like a threesome relationship where um, all people are involved with each other. Uh, Some polyamorous couples Keep their dating lives separate. And this right. person dates these people, and this person dates these people. And some people right. like to only date together. Right. And you want to make sure that if you're dating all together, that everybody is getting the amount of attention that they need. That third person also is a person. Yeah. And has needs and feelings, and you know, needs to be emotionally taken care of and stuff too. So, right. yeah. so
2: Ed, when your wife says, "I have to approve all your toys." That person that she addressed as a toy <laughs> needs to be comfortable with that place in your life. This is mm. this is fun. This is sex. This is not a you're moving in. We're building a long-term permanent trio or smoosh. I've had people. It could be. Well, it could be. Yeah,
1: it's, <laughs> it's, it's
0: actually
2: true,
1: but they have to it know. just depends on it depends on the arrangement that you've got Right. And every yes. no no two no two are diff, or no two are the same <laughs>
2: <laughs> no two are different if you make them sign a contract that's the same as the first one
3: yeah I, I think uh polyamory like anything else it comes in all kinds of forms i mean um there's been a person that's been in our life for probably the entire 15 years that Teresa and I have been together that we suddenly started referring to as the sister wife and it really had nothing to do with sex it's just the three of us were always together and we really loved each other so yeah she became the sister wife we don't see her as much as we'd like to now but right um, we still have a lot of love for her you know
2: <clears throat> well now i'm curious because ed has called me brother but he's never called me brother husband no, <laughs> it's, or brother wife just to be clear it's, <laughs> we'll just take back and enjoy our vices for a moment while we bask in that glow
0: mm. <laughs> I'm
1: basking, basking
2: that's right mm-hmm. thank you, thank you. so what do you think makes a strong and I- what's that somebody said something crystal did you say something no No, i said
1: hydrate sorry
2: oh hydrate okay so what do you guys think makes a strong polyamorous relationship versus a unhealthy one or healthy versus unhealthy let's use those terms i guess um and we've already touched on a few things but let's expand on that and give examples um
1: I think healthy relationships come from people who are in a good place mentally and um, just personally. So if you have toxic people and you throw them into a relationship, they're still toxic people. So if everybody involved is uh, on the same page or on the same wavelength, then that is a big part of it, I think.
2: Ed?
3: Yeah, what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, going from a couple going into it, um, you you have to I feel already have a strong relationship. What makes a strong relationship? I I don't know. Understanding, not lying, trust. You know all those things that people say make a strong relationship. I mean,
2: what Jewel um, just said: communication is key
3: communication is very much the key I mean when my wife and I got together we told each other from the beginning um, don't cheat on me and people are gonna laugh you know um, I don't care who you are but don't cheat on me you know that and some people don't really understand the difference there it's like it's just don't tell me you're going to be with your girlfriend in her instance or me go be with the guys and you're really slipping out to be with somebody else just say hey I'm gonna go. Sleep with Joe tonight, and, and that could be either one of us. So
1: whatever, but <laughs> right.
2: See, and I think that's fair. I think I'm gonna go
1: hang out with my girlfriend. Hmm?
2: I think something people don't realize is relationships evolve, and there are certain keys. If you check psychology, three years, seven years are two big points. Twelve years is the next one after that, if I remember correctly. And people expect when you first get into relationship, it's frequent sex you're always around each other and then it gets to a point where you're together you're now doing you're, you're trying to live a couple's life and a separate life at the same time this is where that communication and collaboration mm-hmm. comes in important oh, yeah. and if you're going to be in a polyamorous relationship you have to work this in on yeah exactly as john just said relationships are like pokemon they evolve three stages yeah, absolutely and that final form is fucking incredible if you could play long enough to get to it. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah at, at three years, quite often, yeah. the sex does ease back. The passion is gone, but it's replaced with something more. And at seven years, there's another step. And at each point, and yours might differ in time frame, you need to have that communication to go, hey, something has changed. Are we still good? Are we still meeting each other's needs? Do we?
1: We mm-hmm. evaluate a... on occasion.
2: Right. Which Andrea mm-hmm. and I, on our anniversary month, that's when we evaluate every year. We sit down and talk about, hey, mm-hmm. Are the chores split evenly? Are we dividing bills equitably? Ooh. Are we happy with each other? Is that chewing noise really getting to you every time I eat? <laughs> you know, whatever it is, it's just important to. Open. And, Go ahead, Ed.
3: But, but evolving in what you said, it's it's important to recognize that people change. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, good, bad, or indifferent people change. Um, what they may have enjoyed. In my case, fifteen years ago, they may not enjoy now. Mm-hmm. So are you mature enough to just to accept that and still say, "I love you regardless, or are you going to let that gnaw on you if chewing too loudly in your ear um, yeah. while you're trying I to do,
1: sleep <clears throat> I don't think it necessarily even has to be a bad thing if people reevaluate and say, "You know what? This isn't like this isn't a good fit anymore, you know." Yeah. We're going yeah. in separate directions. If you're, I mean, it's, it's not that it's a bad thing to build your life around your relationship. Mm-hmm. That should be something that's cornerstone and most important, right. you know, or at least have a top priority, but it's not necessarily that you're a bad person or they're a bad person or a bad partner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just that you might not necessarily be a good fit anymore. And mm-hmm. acknowledging that without any malice kind of gives you a chance to make those re-evaluations without being afraid to say you know this this isn't working
0: it, and it's
1: time. from taking each other for granted knowing that you know next year oh, yeah. might be year that we don't fit anymore right
2: yeah. and to by not fit that can mean two things yes that can mean breaking up and, and going your separate ways or it could mean readjusting so you're collaborating together again and you're moving towards a common goal that's why that communication is so fucking essential because if you're not moving forward Mm -hmm. together and you're going in opposite directions and even if you have opposite goals doesn't mean you can't support each other in that and build on that
3: you're going to be cheating on each other before long
2: right one way or another (laughs) or ignoring each other which is i don't know passive cheating um Now, once you add a third Mm -hmm. person into that mix, and hello, drop. Good to see you. And by the way, Wordwin says, don't do that terrible movie TV plot of not talking about something because fear of losing them. Oh, no. If you think you could lose them, Mm -hmm. fucking talk about it. So either A, you lose them quicker and get it over with, or B,
3: and get it over with.
2: There's a chance you could bridge that gap. There's a chance you could communicate. And yeah, it's horribly awkward, it's difficult. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's hard to find where you're both in a mood where you don't have that discussion on an emotional level. Instead, you can have it on an intellectual, logical level. That's horribly hard. But, yeah, it's so essential when you're with one. You're including more mm-hmm. than one. And I say more than one because polyamory, I, like I said, I've known couples who have built a relationship with another couple. So, polyamory doesn't necessarily mean three. It means more than two. Mm-hmm. Oh,
3: yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, you know, John's going back to John's comment, relationships like Pokemon, they evolve. Is, you know, we said all these things to each other in the beginning of our re- relationship jokingly. And as things evolved, it's like, hey, we're really doing this. You know, it's, it's, it evolved. <laughs> right.
2: And Calico says, or deciding to end something because you decide it's better for the other person without talking. Yeah, that's fair too. Yeah. Oh, they just don't understand. It'll be better if I end it. Well, how do you know if you haven't talked about it? It's, uh, and says, uh, well, talking is key always for anything. Absolutely. Communication is key. Um, and that evolution, by the way, might mean something like, oh, I don't like this sex thing we used to do or i want to try this sex thing we haven't done or we tried once before and that might mean another partner it yeah baby something else it might mean something that the general public disapproves of or it might mean i like missionary well some people are afraid of that because oh if we're not doing something crazy we're just not doing it right not necessarily. Or
3: it could just mean I like big butts and I cannot lie.
2: That's true. That's true. It's uh and, and John says the amount of insurance coverage is also key. Usually that's what keeps people together. <laughs> insurance, children, or as a third, pets.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's uh so let's talk about the pros, the healthy part, the what a polyamorous relationship adds to your life. Anybody want to start with this? Okay, I'll start. Um, (laughs) If you have a partner that has very different hobbies than you, I'm not even talking sex at this point in time. Mm. You love bowling and your partner just doesn't like to bowl. This offers you an opportunity to go do that activity or hobby or interest That
0: your, Mm -hmm.
2: I don't know, first partner, for lack of better terminology, doesn't really enjoy. It can also build that relationship between you and that other partner in the way of you now have somebody else to talk about. Because we all like to, on occasion, complain about our other half. It happens. And it might not be like, oh, I'm miserable. I want to leave them. But it could be they did this today. Now, there's also a danger here. There's a pitfall. Because once you have three, you now can team up two against one. And you got to be careful with that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You got (laughs) it. Go
3: on. Oh, it's just little things. Nothing nothing major like watching a television show or something and... You know that the character said one thing and the two of them was like, no, he said this. And and next thing you know, they're both teaming up, oh yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and too, sometimes if you're getting the same feedback from multiple people, it might be time to listen. That's it gives fair. you another set of eyeballs and ears to to maybe trust that the person isn't just, you know, being ridiculous when they when they give you feedback about something.
2: Trust is a good word right there. <clears throat> Because in, in a normal relationship, you have to have trust. And if you don't, mm-hmm. you need to find a way to trust that person you're with instead of fearing that they're going to do whatever it is that maybe you experience in other relationships. You, you, they deserve your trust, not your fear of the same shit happening again. Which quite often, by the way, here's a quick mm-hmm. piece of relationship advice. If you find every relationship ending the same way, that's you. You're picking partners that are right. the same or doing something that creates that reaction in your partner, you have to look at yourself at that. And that's not accusatory. Yes. That is genuinely I give a damn advice. Look at what you're doing or who you're choosing yes. to be around. Um mm-hmm. and, and adjust something in yourself. And sorry if that hurts somebody, but yeah, that shit's on you.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So trust is very important, and being able to trust the other person, which is key because that's us reacting to everything around us, but also being able to instill that trust in your partner or partners so they don't feel like they're being judged against one another, pitted against one another, compared to one another. There is comparisons always, size matters, just saying, um... <laughs> but there's also, I like bowling with this one. I like rot- watching romantic comedies with this one. And that's a fair mm-hmm. comparison. Because maybe person right. one, fuck bowling. Person two, I really want that sci fi action adventure. Well, you like both. Mm-hmm. So this is nice. And yeah, you my can... husband hates horror movies. Say again.
1: Oh, my husband hates horror movies, and so I am particularly excited when we find a girl that loves horror movies. It's very <laughs> difficult to find, but once in a while, they're out there.
2: They are. It's I have known quite a few women who just really love cool. horror movies. And I've known others who, horror and movies are okay, but they will watch a serial killer documentary in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, a heartbeat. I
3: know one of those.
2: <laughs> yeah she just pulled up she'll be inside in a moment <laughs> i know two of those <laughs> it's
1: uh their pro to the um to the poly thing is that different people have different strengths and weaknesses and sometimes uh like if one person is particularly good at cooking and maybe they don't want to cook all the time having an extra person mm-hmm. in the house that can cook is super fucking nice dishes. And just like adding that person to the family dynamic and having, you know, a second, uh, I don't know, uh, yeah. not a second, a third. <laughs> I don't even feel like I exist. I just, I just, uh, Crystal's like, without, I just ain't, I guess I
2: ain't cooking. One of you, go cook. Do you do dishes at least? Because that's a valuable skill if if somebody likes cooking, doing the dishes. It's, uh, man, yeah,
1: no. Having having a third person in the relationship that just splits the workload and the bills and everything, just and even three ways, which it seems to me like the way the economy is, it's just a lot more convenient what to have three too? people trying to make a household work. Hey.
2: Yeah, that, mm. that's a great concept. Plus and, boobs. And plus boobs. Boobs make everything better. Well, yes. Truly, I don't know. We we can go into man boobs and moobs and discuss, but that's a different show. That's a, that's <laughs> Crystal turns away and plays with her. Uh, hookah, hookah. That's what I want to do. So, notice we
4: haven't even really touched on sex because sex. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. Shop it all at samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with carrier. Products sold separately.
2: Is a whole separate thing. There's so much yeah. more than the sex. And <clears> if you just want. It's
1: part a, of a relationship, but it's definitely not all of it. Right.
2: And if you just want sex, you know what? Be a swinger. Go out. Well, it, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead.
3: I'm I'm really going to out myself here because that's how it started for us. We dabbled in that lifestyle, and we found that that really wasn't what we were looking for. We wanted relationships. We didn't just want to run out there and have sex. We wanted relationships. Um,
1: for, For some people, it's really... Strange, myself and my husband included, to just like go out with somebody and be like, okay, now what? <laughs> How scary is it to try to have sex with somebody that you don't know? Plus, like, germs and stuff. Right.
2: Like... And crazy people, the germs of the brain. <laughs> it's, uh, so yeah, that's something totally separate. And also, keep in mind in a polyamorous relationship, as I mentioned earlier, that dynamic will change also with time so there Mm -hmm. is that first little bit of woohoo and then things mellow out it chills out it's not all Mm -hmm. new and exciting oh yeah yeah Yeah. Um,
1: i feel like the sex goes in kind of an arc it's like scary and everybody's really awkward at first and then it gets really good as you get to learn about the other person and what everybody likes and then it kind of you know tapers off and evens out
2: (laughs) you could just be talking about every episode of talk of the tavern (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) let's talk about long term benefits of polyamory and then I also want to talk about how society views it because that's something that's very scary that judgment of the outside world let alone approaching it the first time with somebody it's so long term benefits once you're past three years or five years and I don't know if either of you Ed Kind
3: of, yeah, here? Kind of, yeah. I mean, you know, I, some people probably wouldn't even define our relationship as a polyamorous relationship, but I, I think it is because, like I said, we we do love each other. You know, we don't spend as much time together as we used to, but we're not forgotten. It's always there, and when we do get to spend time together, it's like yesterday. Last time we saw him was yesterday. So, yeah, it's
2: Literally or it's figuratively. Awesome.
3: No, we don't share a home together or right. anything like that because she wants to do her own thing, and I admire the hell out of that.
2: So, yeah, it's where the support comes in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, Crystal. Yes, um, me
1: and Chris have been together for sixteen years. Well, we've been married for sixteen years. We've been together since high school, so I don't count the first couple or whatever I because I don't know. Oh wow. <laughs> Did we really, did we really know each other? We were friends for about a year before we started dating and then we dated for two years and then we got married when we were 18. So we've, we've been together for a minute. Um, but let's see, we got our first actual girlfriend. I want to say, I want to say our daughter was about two at the time. So that was only 13 years ago thereabouts mm-hmm. um before that we played with other people but it wasn't like relationships it was just like toying with the idea experimenting mm-hmm. a little bit
2: what ed was and talking then,
1: about uh, and then i yeah. was like i don't like i don't know i don't like just uh
2: <laughs> poking up and leaving
1: i, <laughs> I want to get them you know it's like yeah. it's like when, when a cute adorable puppy follows you home you Don't necessarily want to give it back. It's better. It's long term is better for me. He's pretty open to just go with the flow, whatever. And I I get attached. I get. I catch feelings, (laughs) and then I just want them to stay. (laughs) But
2: it's one reason I adore you, Chris. When (laughs) we first met, shortly thereafter, you mentioned, uh, "Oh, uh, what, what was it? Codependent was the word you used." And I'm like, I love codependent friends because then we actually hang out and do things together. It's it's a beautiful thing. But it's not necessarily how everybody is wired. You start
1: to meet each other. You develop a need for each other.
2: Right. and 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 It's nice to be needed. It is. And and you find that niche that they fit into in your life and you fit into their life. It it is like a best friend (gasps) with benefits. But for realsies. Um, Because, again, not just referring to sex at this point in time, though that is one of Mm -hmm. the things that can be on the table. I don't know. Do you think polyamory can exist without sex?
1: Yeah. You can have, like, a a sexless—I don't know. I guess that's pretty much, like, how where where me and my roommate are at right now. Like, we're not attracted to each other at all. She's not attracted to us, but she is absolutely, like, our second wife, like— I take care of her baby, she washes my dishes, one of us will make dinner, we help each other work out finances and plan for stuff, we talk each other down from panic attacks. So that's pretty much my sexless marriage is with my roommate.
2: See, this is this segues into a different topic here where I have told guy friends who are, I don't know, mildly homophobic, you can love another guy without wanting to have sex. You can say, just like somebody you're in love with, I really look forward to spending time with them. I really want to call them and and tell them about my day and what happened and what's going on. And it's okay to want that and enjoy that and and look forward to that. And matter of fact, if you don't, maybe that's the wrong way. If you're scared to do that and and bring somebody into intimate friend says jewel not necessarily having sex Mm. yeah there is a value
3: yeah well that's here's the funny thing about our second wife okay we haven't had sex and i won't say it's not out of desire or not wanting to we're afraid it's going to ruin it
2: how many times in
1: in my experience when you have a friend that's that close and you're just like oh i don't want to ruin it Sometimes you can try you can try it out and then be like, no, nah, that was weird and everybody's like that wasn't right, just you. And be then too damn right. weird. <laughs> like if you if you have a friendship that that's that's that strong, unless everyone or, or anyone in the involved is super uh weird about it, I guess, or feels mm-hmm. feels weird about it, then um generally it's just like well, that was that was weird, and then you move on, and your friendship is way more important than feeling awkward around each other.
2: You move on, and then with communication six years down the road,
1: will be like, hey, I remember that time?"
2: But you move on with communication. <laughs> and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, that
1: was it. awful. God."
2: Discussing that afterwards is important, so nobody feels continues to feel awkward. That moment can be awkward,
3: right? Right.
2: But right. the situation, the relationship everybody needs to have that discussion so we go hey how was that well me too (laughs) me too
0: um and two
1: it has to be okay if maybe one person feels awkward and the other person doesn't feel awkward like
0: yeah absolutely you
1: you can have a friendship and be like man if you wanted to date me i'd date you and that other person would be like that's so sweet and be okay with that and not have your ego hurt by the fact that you're into them that way but they're not necessarily into you that way
2: I've also known... but having a partner go ahead. yeah no go on
1: oh having a partner so that you don't feel like you're all alone when that happens um it kind of softens the blow a little bit like it's not that you're a completely undesirable person and no one ever wants to be with you or whatever it's just that was not uh that was not a good dynamic the chemistry wasn't right
0: yeah yeah
2: and i've had polyamorous friends who For example, the husband was cool with another guy and the wife was cool with another woman, but the wife had no interest in other women sexually. But the guy was comfortable Mm -hmm. with other men sexually. So that's something else to consider. A polyamorous relationship doesn't mean a fully interactive sexual three-way. It can mean sex with three people... Well, hello, Marlene. You have come in at an interesting point in time. Hi, Good to see you. <laughs> but it can mean sex tavern. three people in the interaction, but only one person interacting with both of the others, and the other two not interacting right. more than emotionally, not necessarily physically, and that's okay too. Mm-hmm. But what I'm hearing now, Polly. Yeah. I, I, go ahead, Ed. Go ahead. No, please. Me? I'm sidetracking.
3: Yeah, there, there was someone else that uh, wanted, said she wanted to be in a polyamorous relationship with T and I.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: When really, she and I were the two that had the relationship. And she couldn't understand. She thought that polyamory meant all three of us was going to hop in the sack and blah, 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 blah. blah. And Ter- Teresa's like, no, go do your thing. Go to dinner. Go do whatever you want to do. Sex, whatever. And she laundry. just really... Yeah, she just really couldn't understand that it didn't mean all three of us were going to hop in the sack and get the groove on and, well, she's gone.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's okay to sexually experiment, but polyamory, breaking the word down, poly means many or more than one, generally many. Amory means love. It doesn't mean fucking a lot of people. That's Fucking a lot of people. And that's cool, too, if that's what you're into. Again, I I will make the clarification right now. In a healthy relationship, that communication, so everybody is in the loop. Your other half, Mm -hmm. your spouse, your your partner, whatever, knows what's going on. And very important, that third party knows what's going on. This is whether Mm -hmm. it's a one-night fling or whether it's a long-term thing. Um. And Jules says, a previous boyfriend code word for he's not interested in sex. I'm flattered. Marlene says, well, a guy being okay with other guys or the lady sounds more like a cuckold. Uh, No, he was interested in men and women. She was just interested in men. She had no interest in women. Now, she didn't mind her husband having another partner, another sexual partner, another (laughs) romantic partner. By the way, Andrea says communication is key. And uh, Jewel says polyamory is wrong. It's mixing Greek and Latin roots.
0: <laughs> so grammatically
2: wrong is the point. Uh, by the way, I sent Crystal a thing about grammar the other day. <laughs> Synonym rolls. <laughs> Just like grammar used to make.
1: <laughs> I, laughed, I laughed way too hard at that one.
2: <clears throat> and then you shared it. I'm going to step out for one minute. I'll uh, go crack. ahead. Yeah, pause yourself the bottom line from everything we've been say- oh i thought i was raising his hand i had to check for a second um
3: no 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 no, no. i'm just waiting for her to come back because i got to step out real fast too
2: oh very good we don't want to <laughs> leave travis by himself in the middle i appreciate that um it's okay to love a, more than one person physically emotionally sure. mentally and there are differences i love some people that like oh my god we don't have a lot in common or intellectually where we can have a deep conversation. Um, Ed and I, mm-hmm. in this context, I could fucking say polyamorous with Ed because I want to call that motherfucker when I've got a problem so I can share this problem and get his point of view, even if his point of view is, uh-huh, and? Um, and sometimes that's all it is. Other times Ed is... uh. Yeah, all, all cheering along. Yeah, I get that. I'm with you on that. But it's a beautiful thing to have that person that you can reach out to. So I, I don't want anybody listening to this show and this topic thinking polyamory is about sex. Sex can be part of it. No. But it's not the only part. Not at and all. it's not the biggest part. Now, did we cover polyamory long-term benefits well enough? Are we good with that?
1: I think so. I think also I want to say just one more thing is don't be afraid to say if you're feeling insecure. It's a big deal because I think insecure has been painted as like this ugly word and it's okay to feel insecure about, you know, being afraid to lose the person that you're with or whatever. And if that's a valid feeling that you're having don't be afraid to vocalize that or don't make it don't don't feel like it makes you look bad in any way
2: and that's not just for polyamory by the way that's across the board whether it's with a friend whether it's with your romantic partner your permanent partner your your whatever that is valid now if every week you're reiterating that for the past year that is something you need to work on. You need to look at that's that's you. That's not what your partners are doing. You've got something going on and you have to find your own worth and your own value and appreciate it in yourself. And some of And too,
1: you can let your insecurity pass. It can it can be a thing where you're just feeling insecure at a specific time. Right. And maybe nothing triggers it, and you get a little extra attention, and you feel better, and it goes away, and you can go back to business as usual.
2: I think we all get that, what you're describing right there, at some point in time, and regularly, not just like once in your life. But if you always feel that way, that's something you need to explore and look at in yourself because, again, maybe it's trust, maybe whatever, and some of us are wired that way. And I get it because heaven knows I have my insecure moments where I need that reassurance. Absolutely. But I want to switch this because we've got about 10 minutes left of the topic before we do the wrap up. Let's talk about kids, children in a polyamorous relationship. Mm -hmm. Because this is something I, again, I've had polyamorous couples with no kids. I've also known polyamorous couples with mm-hmm. kids. And because of the stigma on this type of lifestyle in our current Western relationship, we're not even going to explore the other continents and how they feel about these things.
0: What
3: about the children?:
2: Yeah, well, let's talk about that because that is valid. It, <laughs> um. And I can't speak with authority on this one because though I've had friends who have had long-term polyamorous live-in relationships, I don't think I've actually discussed with them how I handle their kids. The kids know this third person is around, and I believe they know that third person goes into their parents' bedroom. And Andrea it's says, like
1: they know, that you have, they know that they have two parents, and they know that the parents go into the bedroom. Right. Nobody wants to picture their parents doing stuff with each other.
2: They are and about says, the same
1: with the third person involved, I think.
2: Kids aren't always considered, and that could be a problem. So what about kids? When kids are in the picture, it changes things in a couple ways. Thoughts, anyone?
1: Um, I mean, let's see. So with our first girlfriend that we had live with us, I mean, when you don't have someone living with you, it's pretty easy to just say, hey, this is our friend, you know, because you have friends and it doesn't really affect anything. It starts to kind of change when that person lives with you and they live in your room. Like it's time to go to bed and everybody goes to bed in the same room kind of a kind of a situation, or at least I thought. That it would be different, but my daughter just kind of thought that that's just how things work, you know, oh, it's bedtime. Mm -hmm. There's a bed in your room and there's a bed in my room. You guys sleep in there and we sleep in here. Um, And when it came to dates, sometimes, you know, dad would go out with our roommate, Mm -hmm. (laughs) friend, whatever. And sometimes I would go out with her, and sometimes Dad and I would go out together. And there, were, all she knew was that there was always somebody that was there to stay home with her and play shoots and ladders, which was <laughs> great, you know. Um, one of our girlfriends uh, had a tattoo of angel wings on her back, and when she would give piggyback rides, my daughter called her her step Pegasus because she was the horsey that had wings out of the three of us.
2: <laughs> nice. <laughs> So,
1: and two, um, one of our girlfriends had kids and one didn't. So the one that didn't, she was the fun one that, you know, (laughs) was very less, a lot less parental that let them get away with everything. And then the one that has kids was a little bit more maternal, like set rules and boundaries and, you know, was a little bit more of an authority figure. And, uh, I, I mean, just like how no two relationships are alike, there's going to be no two relationships alike with that extra person and your kids or that yeah. person and their kids with you. And hopefully everybody gets along because if they don't, then that really sucks. And I don't know how that would work.
2: Now, Ed, I want your feedback on this. I want your thoughts on this, but I want sure. to read a couple comments first. Wordwin says, if it's a healthy relationship for the adults, it should be for the children, I think. And kids will adapt and figure out how they can best take advantage of the situation the little disease factories are all about leverage that's fair marlene <laughs> yeah. says what did you call her in Accurate. front of your child
1: how did by you by her name <laughs> he... yeah we just we just called uh, oh mm-hmm. go on oh um and I, I mean i've introduced her as my girlfriend before or my roommate Or whatever the case was at the time, but for the most part, we just referred to her by her name. We called each other babe or honey or sweetie or whatever, but we called, you know, all of us call each other that. It didn't really seem that much different than just having a friend that lived in the house that also slept in our room. So she didn't even, my daughter didn't even actually understand that we were dating people until maybe two years ago, <laughs> she's 15. <laughs> no,
2: that's fair, because and, you don't look at Yeah, why, she, why was we... like,
1: she was like, mm-hmm. she was talking about polyamory, and <laughs> and I can't even remember exactly how the conversation went, and I was like, well, I mean, it's not that weird, because we had a girlfriend, you didn't seem to mind, and she was like, what? I was like, this person and Ding! this person, like, never. <laughs> it never seemed to bother you, and she was like, you guys were together? I was like, oh, my gosh, you oblivious little child. Like, we held hands. We cuddled on the couch. We spooned in bed and made breakfast together with our arms around each other. Okay, but, Crystal, yeah, I'm very uh, curious. Apparently, I'm just How did it feel? Everyone, so it wasn't that different.
2: I'm very curious, Crystal. How did it feel coming out to your child?
1: <laughs> I mean, we weren't really hiding it in the first place, so it didn't feel like coming out. It was just kind of she just suddenly noticed. Right. Or it, it came onto her radar. or something, and uh, it, it
2: suddenly became a thing in her world that she like, went, human- uh, Oh, that oh, hey,
1: right. <laughs> um, until last year, she thought that the bed restraints on our bed were for uh <laughs> to keep me from sleepwalking. I love and, it, yeah, <laughs> and so I figured we should probably have that talk because uh yeah she was telling her friend how funny it was that i sleepwalk and i actually need to like tie myself to the bed i'm like please don't tell people that please don't tell people that and she's like why why and i'm like okay i gotta come clean i lied to you about something
2: <laughs> by the way so
1: maybe just don't mention this at all
0: couple, she was mortified that was awful
2: couple comments andrea says with kids they may not understand how to react when their friends ask which very much relates to what you're saying and Marlene says, "How mm-hmm. did you handle departure of one of those res- relationships, especially if they lived in the house?"
1: Um. I mean, my daughter felt really sad when our uh, when one of our girlfriends left because they were really close. But she got a good a, a good job opportunity across the country, and it was just you know it was just time, and she wasn't. Uh, she wasn't getting all that she needed from life right. where we were at, you know, and she yeah. wanted to pursue her own path and her own journey. And so that just happens sometimes. Sometimes people come into your life and they go out. We're still good yeah. friends to this day. Talk That's all the time. Day. Yeah. And um, our other girlfriend that had kids, that was a little bit easier because the rivalry between my daughter and her oldest daughter was just, oh my God, it was so bad. Um. <laughs> But it was it was more like oh my god I've got the house to myself again and it was a relief for her so it just uh it depends on each individual relationship for different people it's yeah. gonna be easier and for some people it's gonna be a little bit harder and there's gonna be some tears so it just happens.
2: Now Ed we have totally skipped over you on a bunch of stuff here mm-hmm. um and I wanted to give you a what chance. What you want to know? Huh?
3: Would you want to know? <laughs>
2: any of this stuff um well with kids and all kids
3: that? with me Good. you know t and i don't have children right. now um our sister wife does have kids right and there's really hasn't been any explanation I, I i don't think to her children um because for her it was simply well i'm going to spend the weekend with Ed and t i mean we we were close friends so that's what she told her kids when we all would hang out together, whether it's camping or whatever, um, there really wasn't anything to give a clue, unless you were an adult to give a clue that there was a relationship there. So, I don't think she really had to actually explain anything to her children. Now they're old enough now to be watching the show, so I probably just outed her if they can figure out who it is. But
1: <laughs> well, here's oh what I'll boy! Say. Yeah, every- I think that's what most people don't realize is that probably people don't have a sex swing chilling in their living room. Like, we're just we, – we do things in private just like everyone else does for the most part.
2: Right. So what I'm hearing from all this is relationships, when they're established especially, they're seamless. They're a part of your life. They blend in. They, they fit into your world. And the kids, Mm -hmm. until they're Mm -hmm. looking at sex as a topic they're exploring, it's not Mm -hmm. even on their radar or concern. And it's no different from a roommate or an aunt or an uncle in the house. And again, that person's interaction with the kids depends on their level of paternal instinct or experience and so on.
1: Or if they're just going to be the fun auntie that brings candy all the time.
3: I got done. The person we were most concerned about was her mother, not not the children. It, it was her mother.
2: Oh, okay. Well, let's take a couple minutes and explore that. Family <laughs> outside of your house, do they know?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Some of mine do. Mm-hmm. Not all of them.
2: Just one I thought- doubt
1: that they would ever watch this show, but if they if they do, they would be I guess they'd probably be like, oh, well, that explains some things.
2: (laughs) Well, don't worry. I don't think our viewing audience expands to everybody's family. Ed?
1: Um, My husband's family, they all know. They've known for many, many years because he just came out and told his freaking mom. Just nonchalantly and she was just like oh my god you guys are gross and that was pretty much the extent of it and she never brought it up again
2: was it all just and like occasionally hey, she'd be like is
1: that your girlfriend or is that your roommate
0: i'm banging her
2: but, i'm banging her
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ching, baby. <laughs> well,
0: my, my, mother-in-law,
1: my mother-in-law used to go um i think that you should go back to doing the dishes because your girlfriend she doesn't know how to do the dishes right
2: <laughs> okay well that's a fair thing take that as Uh. (laughs) approval
3: none of of my family no No. we just recently went to the beach with uh, T's family her her sister and her niece and T did make the comment one day you know they're going to start asking questions if you keep saying honey baby and sweetie to her I don't think they
1: will and if that happens you just got to be ready to answer man (laughs)
2: <laughs> I think most people Having avoid a front and feel so you know
1: if you're going to lie or if you're going to come clean
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so it's time to wrap up this episode anybody have any closing or final thoughts
1: Um, love whenever you can man and yeah. as long as as long as everybody's happy then more power to you
2: Ed and I'll drink to that that's here, a great here. closing I'll toast right to there that. Okay, Ed, you good with that then?
3: Yeah, love the one you're with, no matter how many it is.
2: Now, my closing thoughts on this. Any relationship, especially the types we've just been discussing, but whether it's with your kid, your parents, co-workers, communication is key. Okay? You don't have to be a jerk about it, but expressing what you want what you expect and who you are is very important again by a jerk i'm not saying throw things in people's face whatever aspect going so much further out than polyamory right now but that communication as i opened with and i'm just loving this phrase communication is key collaboration not compromise i like that um Here, here to that. And Wordwin says, To love is to be happy with. There we go. Now we're going to get a Cogsley quote for our closing toast, though you already did a great one. Oh, there we go. Doesn't relate, but art is about cosmic beauty. Science is about cosmic order. Religion is about cosmic purpose. That comes from a textbook, Conceptual Integrated Science, by Paul G. Hewitt, Pearson Education, Incorporated, which was one of my college science textbooks. And I just love that quote. There we go. Let's get out of here. Here's the closing stuff, folks. We'll catch you again soon. Before we go, I want to remind everyone that you can email us at talk of the show at gmail.com to let us know your thoughts on the show's topic, suggest another topic that you'd like to hear us discuss, or just have us read a message out on air to someone in your life. Thanks for supporting the show by downloading the podcast, sharing it on social media, grabbing some shirt stickers and mugs from bit.ly slash tavernmerch or barware patches and hats from bit.ly slash tavernmerch 2 That's bit.ly slash tavernmerch or tavernmerch and the number two. Thanks to everyone who joined us is live at twitch.tv slash travis tavern talking everyone who supports the tavern by subscribing hosting throwing bits raids and most of all commenting thanks for joining us in the discussion shenanigans tonight you are the one thing that makes the show what it is don't forget to join us at the tavern next week until then have fun keep learning and be good to one another now raise your glass in good cheer enjoy the small moments every day and steamy dreams every night
4: golfing and more invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals holidays open up with galaxy shop it all at samsung.com 5g connection and availability may vary check with carrier products sold separately